2: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh
3: studios.
4: And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
3: Live and in color from our spare rooms across western Pennsylvania. Happy Friday to you, Kath, Mike. Good to see you both. It is a good day to be alive. How are you guys doing?
5: Happy Friday, indeed. Yeah, happy Friday, good. indeed. Hanging in there, John.
3: good. Good. Okay, uh, because it is Friday. Let's get right to the, to the business here. Kath, please give us now the top four at four. All
6: right, for Friday, November 20th, number
5: one.
6: Pfizer and partner BioNTech asked federal health regulators today to permit use of their COVID-19 vaccine, the capstone of months of frantic efforts to find a medicine that could beat back the pandemic. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal, it'll be up to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to decide whether the two-shot vaccine works safely enough to roll out to millions of people. Given the urgency, the FDA is expected to move quickly. Though no one knows what the timing might look like, Pfizer said the filing could allow for distribution to begin the middle to end of December. Nice. A green light would cap the fastest vaccine development program ever in the West, going from laboratory to authorization in less than one year. Pfizer, which partnered with German company BioNTech in March, has so far, are you ready? spent about $2 billion on the effort.
3: Nice. Hit me with your best shot. Wow. Bring it on.
6: Number two. So it looks like Joe Biden, whose birthday is today, finally won Georgia. Nice present. After a hand tally, the AP says stemmed from a mandatory audit due to the tightness of the race. Secretary of State Brad Raffensberger said, quote, working as an engineer throughout my life, I live by the motto that numbers don't lie. The numbers reflect the verdict of the people, not a decision by the Secretary of State's office or of courts or either campaign. The hand count affirmed Biden won by more than 12,000 votes out of 5 million cast. Number three, Pennsylvania Secretary of Health Rachel Levine has released new stricter mask requirements for state residents. Masks are even required, quote, outdoors with others who are not members of a person's household and unable to maintain sustained physical distance. So Pitt and Virginia Tech players not only will wear masks in the locker room and on the sideline Saturday at Heinz Field, but they will expand their use and keep them on while playing the game. Now, the Washington Post is reporting the Steelers say they're exempt. The governor says they're not. My question is, what about the Eagles? Does anyone care about the
3: No, no one cares about the Eagles. And how are those guys going to wear masks? The Steelers aren't going to wear masks on the field.
6: And number four, get this. In February of 2020, four people set sail for one of the most remote places on Earth, a small camp on Curie Atoll at the edge of the uninhabited northwestern Hawaiian islands. And they lived in isolation for eight months while working to restore the island's environment. With no TV, no internet access, their only info came from satellite or text an occasional email, and now, my friends, they're back. And according to the Associated Press, have reemerged into a society they do not recognize. They say they're adjusting to wearing masks, staying indoors, and seeing friends without hugs or handshakes. Quote, I got an email from my sister, and she used the word pandemic, one of the four workers said. I thought, of my, I thought to myself, huh? Maybe we need to look that up, because what's the difference between a pandemic and an epidemic? Now it looks like it's a word that's in everybody's vocabulary. Yeah. And that's your top four.
3: You would think those four intrepid explorers would just want to turn around oh my and go gosh. back. And just wait it out. I mean, it sounds like a pretty nice place to hang out, right? Can you
6: believe that?
3: No, oh, that's really, 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 very really cool. All right. Well, the top four at four, there's a lot going on in the world today. And uh, we got a really big shoe for you today. A big yeah. shoe? A big shoe, indeed, mm-hmm. as they uh, used to say in the Ed Sullivan show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So the Steelers going to wear masks. I mean, how are they going to enforce something on. like that? Is that ridiculous or what? Seriously.
6: Come on. I
3: mean, I'm all for mask wearing, but come on, Governor Wolf. I mean, that's just whack-a-doodle. Is it not?
6: I mean, I just can't. I,
5: Aren't they already I tested can't. before they even play? Yeah,
3: they're in a hey, bubble. I mean, are they not?
5: Well, they're tested like every dang day, I
3: think. Yeah. I'd like to see Governor Wolf and Rachel Levine stand on the sidelines and tell the guys that they got to wear masks.
6: <laughs> I would like to see that conversation between Mike Tomlin and yeah. uh, Dr. Levine. How's
3: that, that going
6: to go? I wonder if someone would come up and talk Dr. Randy Feichner. He, Hey, who finally got his mask right last week. Did you yeah, notice after, that. Yeah, yeah. after his boss got the $100,000 fine, he realized right. he needed to not cover the back of his head. But Step actually covers his nose.
3: Yeah. Okay. So Burt Lawton is the uh, PR st- uh, Steeler spokesperson. Okay. It's all of a sudden now he finds himself in like in this little battle with the state government. That's not part of his job description. I mean, so what's the deal? Did they think they got an exemption? Should there be... I there think, should be an exemption. Well,
6: I don't know. I mean, you'd think that they would have assumed or that they would assume that they got an exemption. I think so. You know, because they're playing football. I, I like
3: that uh, if you go to the uh, PA government's frequently asked questions about masks, yeah. they also, in parentheses, uh, as they talk about sports teams, uh, about the players and the coaches on the sidelines, in parentheses, they also include the cheerleaders.
6: Oh, do they? they have so, their- that's-
3: <laughs> <laughs> so no one's getting a pass there.
6: Oh, gosh, it's just one piece of great news after another.
3: It truly is. It's my
6: pleasure to do that top four at four these days, John.
3: Yes. Uh, Kath, what time is it, please?
6: Uh, It is time for me to tell you. Tell me. Your weekend has begun.
3: Oh, yes. It's 10 minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. Truly, at least in this (laughs) teensy-weensy, tiny, tiny (laughs) corner. It's
6: small moment. Right here. If you don't think too hard.
3: No. If you don't, in this little corner, All is right and well, right? Thank God we got Jesus because everything else seems to be a bit of a mess. All right. uh, Should we take a break and come back with our first guest? Let's get underway here. Uh, We're going to talk about faithful families for Advent and Christmas. Hard to believe in this crazy upside down world that the Advent is really nine days away. Wow. So look forward to that. We're going to talk about uh, Advent with a, a pastor. 101.5
7: WORD
0: Gather around because it is present time
4: It's that gift giving time of the year And we're giving one that will keep on giving all year long we could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of next year if you're the winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes.
8: Do you want to come up in an early Christmas present?
4: You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes, brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contest.
0: What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com
9: Now that the pumpkins are almost gone, do you know what time it is? It's time to talk turkey! At the Spring House in 84 we really do like to enjoy one holiday at a time, but our customers are calling now to talk about Thanksgiving turkeys. For 20 years we've been selling fresh turkeys raised by a friend who is a big turkey farmer who really knows how to raise turkeys. I grew up on a farm where we raised, dressed and sold turkeys and I do feel we know what a good turkey should look like. First of all, it should be fresh. That's when it's at its very best quality, not frozen. It should be meaty and broad-breasted and it should be cleaned to perfection. We're really fussy about selling only the best at the Springhouse, and we do believe our turkeys are the best. Call 228-333 nine now to order yours and don't forget to order buns casseroles and most of all pumpkin pies let us help you make your thanksgiving really
5: delicious
10: are you interested in helping others in human service agencies or people with addiction or do you want to help others through private practice counseling waynesburg university has an accredited counseling program for you waynesburg offers both a master of arts and counseling degree as well as a phd in counselor education and supervision as the only K-CREP accredited addictions counseling program in the state, Waynesburg can help you grow your career in the counseling profession. To learn more, visit waynesburg.edu. Applications are still being accepted for the fall semester.
3: Coming up uh, in a little more than a week, I believe it's for me. It's my favorite season on the Christian calendar. Advent is uh, starting November 29th. Here to talk to us about Advent is Tracy Smith. Tracy Smith is a pastor, a mother of three. Her brand new work is called Faithful Families for Advent and Christmas, 100 Ways to Make the Season Sacred. Pastor, welcome to the show.
8: Thank you so much. It's such a joy to be
6: here. Okay, so you're thinking about Advent in a way that's going to be helpful for your kids, right? And a lot of people are thinking, can I just skip over Advent and like pretend like the whole holiday isn't happening this year?
8: (laughs) I know. I mean, I can relate to that as a parent.
6: (laughs) I feel your pain. It's hard, isn't it, right, to find a way to make... You, I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn between wanting to make the season meaningful and wanting
8: to skip over it. Really? I hear you. I mean, I think during this pandemic time, we've been asked to do everything ourselves. I mean, I had to learn how to give my kids a haircut and right, <laughs> everything right. else. It's like now I have to do this at home too. But I yes. think one of the things I think about when it comes to that is that. We don't have to make things complicated to make them meaningful. You know, something very simple that's thought through can bring so much meaning to the season. So it's not about adding more and doing more and making ourselves nuts. It's about just a little bit of intention and preparation. And it can really be an, an anchoring time for our kids right now.
3: That's good. So, Trace, what I like is that, you know, instead of you naming the book, you know, here's glue sticks and uh, colored paper for your kids, (laughs) you talk about, you say the word sacred, which I think is essential as we enter into this season. Because for a lot of people, sacredness, whether it's, you know, during the pandemic year or any year, sacredness is missing from our homes. Right.
8: Right. Yes. You know, when I when I wrote the book, I was imagining that parents would need to escape from all of the holiday parties and the shopping. And I think we still do need to escape from some of the shopping, but it's a different year. It's a different season. But yet we still do have the opportunity and maybe more so than other times to focus our kids around our faith. And what does it mean to celebrate this season at home and to understand why we celebrate Advent and Christmas? Our culture wants to rush us right to the presents and the shopping, but our faith really calls us to take time to wait for that, to wait for the coming of Christ.
3: Right. Okay, so to be honest, uh, I mean, I remember being a little boy, and the only thing that we really did for Advent— was by a calendar and there was chocolate treats behind the little <laughs> doors on the calendar, which was, I, mean, I love. I mean, That's not bad, right? No, that's pretty good. I mean, but you know, <laughs> it is lacking in sacredness trace. Right, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> then how are you doing this? I mean, you know, you're going to flip this in a different way. You know, it's different mm-hmm. to talk to a three-year-old or a five-year-old about the sacredness mm-hmm. of the season, but clearly, you know, in your new work, a uh, Hundred Ways to Make the Season Sacred, Faithful Families for Advent and Christmas. That's your intent.
8: Sure, yeah. In that book, I mean, I give all kinds of ways. But again, I keep telling people they don't have to do all hundred of them. That would be ridiculous. You know, I think of it like a cookbook. You pick one yeah. recipe that you like and, and you do it. So I've given ideas. You know, you you mentioned the advent calendar. Those have come a long way too. You can get all kinds of toys but what if you had an advent calendar that was just as simple as a paper chain? I, I did that as a child. You start out with the 25 links on your chain and you take one away every day. It's a visual reminder of waiting. You know, at the one I did him as a kid, at the top of the chain, there was a star or a Bible verse or a bell or something and then, you know, lots of families use the nativity scene, and that's just kind of out in the house. But what if you used that more actively, either by making a cardboard figure of yourself and put yourself in that scene? Or what if you took some leaves or some pine needles from your own yard and used that to for the baby Jesus to rest on? You know, things like that that are like you say, you don't have to get out a bunch of craft materials. You just have to... Find a moment and make a connection mm. with your kids. And it's not its not hard. It doesn't take a lot of time. It's not meant to make us feel guilty, like, oh, boy, I have to do this now, too. It's meant to be effortless if, if, as much as we can be effortless in this time and place.
6: <laughs> Faithful Families for Advent and Christmas, 100 Ways to Make the Season Sacred. We're talking to Tracy mm-hmm. Smith. Tracy, what about um, planning something? Um, one of the things that was frustrating to me when my kids were little is that every time my husband and I would plan to have something meaningful happen, of course, a disaster would ensue, um, but <laughs> the meaningful things would happen when we weren't anticipating it. So we, you kind of feel like you, you have to kind of be ready all the time, because if you try to plan it, it's going to fall
8: apart. I hear that. I think so. I think to both of those points first to not give yourself a ton of pressure when you're trying to create these holy moments, because the second you do that, someone's going to make a silly face or say they don't want to do it or have a meltdown about something else. So maybe to lower the expectations for those times that we try to force a sacred moment and then to just be ready, as you say, to have your eyes wide open for a moment Ah, this is the moment where I can talk about the star and how this star out in the sky reminds me of God's love. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have yeah. those ideas at the ready, then when you have the moment, the Spirit sometimes brings those moments to us and we can embrace them. I also think we have to redefine it's, what sacred means, you know, what was going on when Jesus was born in that barn. You know, it was messy and noisy and chaotic and also holy and so so too it is with our lives
3: yes okay so trace a hundred ways Now, I picture you somewhere, you know, last February or March, starting to (laughs) assemble 100 ways. (laughs) Or
6: thinking, I'm I'm at 85, so I have to find 15.
3: Right. But, you know, within those 100, uh, there there must be several that you just are absolutely, you know, just falling head over heels in love with. You think, oh, Eureka, that's a wonderful thing. Can, Can you share one that you think, this is really great?
8: You know, the one that I've been pointing out this year, I can't take credit for it. A colleague mentioned it, and I don't even remember which colleague, but it's this idea of telling an ornament story. And I think it would work over Zoom. You know, if you have to Zoom with grandma and the cousins this year, can't see them in person, or even if you can, just ask everyone to pull an ornament off of their tree and tell a story about it and what it means to them. And I think you get beautiful stories that way and you get the opportunity to connect sacredness to objects and to stories and to family and to meaning and connection and so much of faith is understanding symbol and understanding story and so to practice that that's really one of my favorites for this year
6: i love it that's good
11: Mm
8: -hmm.
6: tracy what about the times when um when you're you have something in your mind, um, you can tell there's like a, a theme to all the questions I'm asking you because I'm, I'm going through PTSD of all the times I tried to do great holiday <laughs> things with my kids uh, it didn't pan out but what about the times when you want your kids to experience something that was important to you as a kid.
8: You know, I think that's a, a great opportunity. My kids love to hear stories about when I was a kid and what I did when I was little. But then sometimes they don't. You know, it only goes so far.
5: Right, and they right, asked right. me if
8: I was around when the Titanic happened. and I'm, Oh, oh brother. God. So, yeah, I do think you have to hold those things a little lightly sometimes. But then also to give yourself permission. You know, the things that we loved as kids. We want to do them again as adults because we want permission to do some of those things, too. Like, I I want to sit at the table and make a paper chain for myself. And so if the kid's not into it, then maybe you just do it by yourself. I don't know. I mean, I think um, we try again. I always tell parents, you know, give give yourself. Two attempts on something before you give up. Sometimes we try it mm-hmm. one time, we think, well, that was a disaster. And it was just everybody was hungry in a bad mood or whatever try it. If it doesn't go well twice, then okay, let's shelve it. But, you know, sometimes it's just the way the wind's blowing that day and tomorrow will be
3: better. (laughs) That's good. That's really good advice. Okay. So then, so then what about the adults in the room? I mean, it's one thing to, you know, craft these lessons for children, but as Mm -hmm. an adult, I mean, you know, whether it's you, yourself, your, you know, your husband, maybe even older kids, there's something for them as well as you go through this sacred season.
8: I think so. I I tried to write the practices in such a way that you could take them to a deeper level as an adult. You know, and maybe that's maybe not giving kids enough credit, right? Sometimes kids can take things to an incredibly profound level. But some of these ideas about, you know, say acts of kindness, you know, you can really take them farther as an adult. You can take them deeper when we're trying to meditate on what the meaning of Christ's birth is or, or Christ among us we can maybe experience that in a different way, depending on our life experience. So I really did try to write the practices in such a way that little kids can get something out of them, but the grownups can too. It's, you know, it's like anything what you put into it is what you get out.
3: Right. Well, Trace. I mean, thanks. I mean, I, yeah, when I saw I, this, I thought, "Oh, yeah. this is interesting. I need to talk about this." And so you fleshed it out very nicely. And uh, to think about, you know, Advent starts in about nine days or so. It, it's something that you really can look forward to to involve, you know, the whole family, young and old. So kudos. That's it's excellent work
6: and great job on
11: your well, excellent you. attitude.
8: Oh well, thank you so much, and, and many <laughs> blessings to all your listeners. As as they go through what's a really challenging time, you know, i just, am holding all of you in my heart as fellow parents and, and journeyers. It's not easy, but um, it's good on you for getting some resources out to your listeners that they can use this year.
3: Yeah, the pleasure's ours and you provided them for us. Pastor Tracy Smith, her brand new work is called faithful families for Advent and Christmas 100 ways to make this season sacred.
8: Thanks so much for having
3: me. Our pleasure.
2: You cast your ballot, got your sticker, and the results are in. The 2020 election is finally behind us. Now what? Time to figure out what the results could mean for you and your retirement. The stock market will always be unpredictable and low tax rates aren't guaranteed to last forever. So if retirement is on your horizon, now is the time to review your financial strategy. To get started, Kurt Konodik from Accurate Solutions Group has a free guide that can help you determine if the presidential election results will impact your retirement plans. To get this free guide, call or text results to 412-515-0005. That's results to 412-515-0005. Think long term, not four year presidential term. Start planning your retirement today. Get your free guide from Kirk Kenotic from Accurate Solutions Group to learn what you may want to consider now that the election is behind us. Call our tax results to 412 515 0005. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal.
12: What if I told you you could save a child's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do that for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. There's no better time than now to save a baby's life. And right now your gift is matched dollar for dollar, doubling your impact. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833 850 2229 Or give online at preborn.org/slash radio.
4: Hi, I'm John Henny from Henny Jewelers. Since eighteen eighty-seven, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program. To encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers your jewelers for life.
13: When questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing has personalized tools and insights to help you find answers. Get started at MerrillEdge.com within reach. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner & Smith Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC.
7: 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com.
13: Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low 44. Cloudy tomorrow with a high 51. Tomorrow night, cloudy with occasional rain and drizzle late and a low 40. Considerable cloudiness on Sunday with a couple of showers and a high of 53. Monday, clouds giving way to some sun with a high of 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
3: It's time now for This or That. It's our weekly delve into the ridiculous, the fun, the odd, and unusual. Kath, uh, you first this week or moi?
6: No, I think you first.
3: All right. Me first this week. Your Thanksgiving edition of This or That, I should say. Kath? Mm. White meat, dark meat.
6: White meat, thank you for asking.
3: All righty. Eat all the turkey in one sitting. Eat all the stuffing in one sitting.
6: Oh, that's kind of gross. I can't. I mean, I can't. I can't pick that. Okay, turkey.
3: All right. Mashed potatoes are grotten potatoes.
6: Mashed potatoes.
3: Be in attendance at the very first Thanksgiving. Be in attendance at the Battle of Gettysburg.
6: Oh, gosh. I mean, it seems like the first Thanksgiving had at least some moments of peace. I think I'll choose that.
3: All right. Eat an entire pumpkin pie. Drink the entire gravy boat.
6: (laughs) I'll go with the pie, though. Gravy is delicious.
3: Eat Thanksgiving with the royal family. Eat Thanksgiving with the president's family.
6: Uh, the royal family. Oh. You know, I love the Brits. You know well, I love them. But they're not,
3: you love the know, Brits. I know, I
6: think it would be entertaining.
3: All right. Always and forever smell like turkey. Always and forever smell like gravy.
6: Well, neither is any good. This or that? Okay, turkey.
3: Hey, Kath is here. Cook the entire Thanksgiving meal on an outdoor grill. Cook the entire Thanksgiving meal in a microwave.
6: Oh, the grill in a Mm -hmm. hot minute.
3: Magically turn into a turkey. Magically turn into a Christmas elf.
6: (laughs) Uh, I mean, turkeys are dumb. I'm going elf.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Turkeys are dumb. They are dumb. Gobble like a turkey for an entire week. Talk with your mouth full for a week.
6: Um, I think I well, I'm going gobble. It's the holiday.
3: Alright. Sing the national anthem at the Steelers Thanksgiving game. Be the referee. Oh, be the, the referee. Thanksgiving oh, game. definitely. Alright. That is my this or that.
6: All right. My Thanksgiving edition of this or that I give to you now, and I begin with this. Thank you. Dystopia or cornucopia?
3: <laughs> oh, please, cornucopia every day of the week.
6: Maraschino cherry hmm. or cranberry?
3: In the proper setting, I love myself a maraschino cherry, like on top of a, um, a you know, Chick Fil A milkshake. Give me yeah. that, right? Maraschino, I'm going maraschino.
6: Oh, gosh. Indian corn or unicorn?
3: <laughs> Indian corn. Way better, that unicorn thing.
6: A colonist or a Stalinist?
3: <laughs> a colonist.
6: Okay. All right. Uh, wearing a mask, John, while you're playing football, mm. or wearing a raincoat while you're swimming?
3: <laughs> Just because it's so ridiculous. I'm going to wear the raincoat while I'm mm-hmm. swimming.
6: It would be easier. Uh, wearing a mask while you're playing football or wearing a scratchy Irish wool sweater on a tropical island vacation.
3: <laughs> I'll, I'll wear the mask while I'm playing football because I don't want to be itchy or scratchy.
6: Oh, okay. All right. Um, spending Thanksgiving alone and with no human contact or clinging to an inner tube on a rainstorm in the Allegheny River. <laughs>
14: Hmm.
3: Ah, she's Uh, I don't want to drown. I'll spend Thanksgiving alone.
6: Okay. Spending Thanksgiving alone and with no human contact in a pandemic or eating a tomato aspic with your holiday meal, John? Mm. Mm.
3: Listen, I- I'd be happy to share my misery eating a tomato aspic with everybody else.
6: Oh, that's good. I mean, spending Thanksgiving alone and with no human contact in a pandemic or. Digging your fingernails into the rock wall as you slip slowly down a crumbly hillside. (laughs) John.
3: Uh, I think I'll eat Thanksgiving alone. I don't want to die.
6: And last but not least, spending Thanksgiving alone and with no human contact in a pandemic or getting a complete reverse shoulder replacement.
3: Oh, please. Uh, I'll eat Thanksgiving alone because I don't want to do that again. Holy smokes. I'm going to lift my shoulder and grab some more dark meat. That's the uh, eleven twenty twenty edition of This or That on the ride home.
10: Next Adventures in Odyssey, meet Talia. Hello? She's used to getting whatever she wants.
15: Enough chit-chat. Let's go over some rules.
10: But that was before she came to Odyssey, where her uncle gives her surprise.
15: What is this stuff?
10: After surprise.
16: You cannot possibly expect me to eat this.
10: After surprise. What's going on? Who is Talia's uncle? Find out on the next Adventures in
3: Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM. W-O-R-D. By now you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium My Pillows for as lowest prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just $29.98. Originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings. And Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to mypillow.com, click on the Radio listener Square, use promo code Word. Or you can call 1 800 391 0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at mypillow.com. But by calling right now at 1 800 391 0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon.
17: Hello, I'm Franklin Graham. This year has been a pandemic year. Children are hurting all over the world. People are afraid. Families are scared. People have lost their jobs. They don't know where to go, what to do. They don't know what hope they have for the future. Well, I want every child to know that God loves them, that God has not forgotten them, and that he cares for them very much. And when you pack a shoebox and send it to Operation Christmas Child, it gives us an opportunity to give that box to a child and do it in Jesus' name. Can you just imagine the hope and the thrill and the joy when a kid opens up a lid like this and all these toys are in it? It's an incredible gift. And so I just want to say thank you. We need your help this year more than we've ever needed it because of the pandemic. It's just going to create a lot more opportunity. We need more boxes this year than ever. We'll use every one of them. Visit our website, SamaritansPurse.org, to discover how you can pack shoe boxes and share the hope of Jesus Christ with children this year.
10: Are you interested in helping others in human service agencies or people with addiction? Or do you want to help others through private practice counseling? Waynesburg University has an accredited counseling program for you. Waynesburg offers both a Master of Arts in Counseling degree as well as a Ph.D. in Counselor Education and Supervision. As the only k accredited addictions counseling program in the state, Waynesburg can help you grow your career in the counseling profession. To learn more, visit waynesburg.edu. Applications are still being accepted for the fall semester.
18: Is there a story in you today? Have you felt the tug of God on your heart to write those words in a book? Join us now at ChristianAuthors.com to find out how we can help you heed your call to publish. They're the largest, most experienced Christian self-publisher in the world. Thousands of people just like you, from pastors to professors, stay-at-home parents to entrepreneurs tell their stories. Ready to learn more? Visit ChristianAuthors.com for your free guide to Christian publishing today and reach the world with your testimony. ChristianAuthors.com If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app
14: I'm working in a job that I love
18: because I was given a chance
14: to show that my disability
18: is only one part of who I am.
14: Who I am.
1: Who I am.
15: At work, it's what people can do that matters. For more information, visit
6: WhatCanYouDoCampaign.org. I'm thinking a lot on about people
3: who work during. I'm the- sorry yeah I'm it's sorry. hard it's
6: super hard now, especially because you're trying to make your best impression sometimes it's online and if you actually do get to be in person right. with somebody, you want to put your best foot forward. Well, I saw this uh story today online um and boy, it really made me uh stand up and take notice. She was talking about the importance of paying attention to everything you do at a job interview and As an example, she brought up a man who had just interviewed for a job with her. Now, she was the hiring agent for the job. She was the supervisor. She called this guy in, and here's the reason why he didn't get the job.
5: Mm.
6: He blew it in the first five minutes after he entered the building. After he
3: he entered the building?
6: Yes. He was dismissive to the receptionist.
3: Mm -hmm.
6: She greeted him, and he barely made eye contact. She tried to engage him in conversation. again, no eye contact, no interest in speaking with her. What the candidate did not realize was that the receptionist was actually me, and I was the one hiring.
3: Okay, that's rough because now, mm-hmm. now in defense of this person, okay. now, people who are entering into you know, corporate America, I'm sure they're deeply anxious. And they're about to, you know, go into this thing and put their, hopefully, their best foot forward. So you may not be paying attention to, you know, I'm not saying this guy was right, but you may not be paying attention to your surroundings because you're focused on what's ahead of you.
6: Right. That's all. However, that's the problem. Right? Yes. And she said that one of the things that's really important about this particular position is that every person you meet is treated with respect. And communication is essential. So for her, if he couldn't do that to the very first person he met, then he was going to be a lousy candidate for the job. The genius of it was inserting herself at the receptionist
3: desk. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Have you ever, have you ever applied for a job, really wanted the job and then not gotten it and sort of like, you know, tumbled and gone, what did I do wrong? What, what happened? Oh my
6: gosh. Yes. One particular job. Me too. I I interviewed for a job at West Penn Mm -hmm. hospital. A long time ago, it was a hospital administration job. And I really thought that I was. You had it. Yeah, I did. I thought I had still to this day. I'm not sure what happened, John.
3: Okay. It's funny you say that. Not sure what happened because I applied for a job, really wanted it. I was probably like, you know, early thirties and I, somebody that I knew within the organization who kind of had, you know, turned me to this thing. He, he came back to me like a couple of weeks later. And you know what he said to me? It's crazy, and I never even consider this. And I don't even consider it like standard practice. And I don't think I would even do it today. They said one of the reasons you didn't get the job was you didn't send a thank you note after the job Oh, really? How about that? that?
6: I don't think I ever did that.
3: A thank you note after my a job thank you interview? Note
6: after you interviewed for a job?
3: I I never have. I never even considered such Mike, a thing. Mike, did you
6: ever send a thank you note after you
5: interviewed for a job? Never, never. I don't even. Yeah, I did not even know that was such a thing.
3: Right. Well, now, now to be fair, it was kind of like a public relations kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you know you cross your T's, you dot you're, you're like, so I guess they're looking for, you know, are you fully aware of proper social etiquette? I don't know. I, I when I've well, actually when I, when I was told that, I kind of felt better about it.
6: Okay. Let me tell you this. Okay. I was so interested in that article that I had to do some more searches online, and I was yep. like, I wonder if there are other like. I don't know not necessarily standard or we would all know about them but like some tried and true things that supervisors do when they're hiring somebody for a job to kind of trick them and see how they respond
3: oh yeah okay? yeah
6: because the receptionist thing is, is that's is a pretty tricky trick, right okay so apparently there are a lot of these things that you can find in management oh, really? books and you know for hiring practices and that sort of thing but <laughs> sure. so i have i have to share a couple with you because they're truly painful okay so one trick an interviewer may employ Um, is leaving silence. Okay. Leaving a pause so that the person feels so uncomfortable that they try to fill the silence by saying something else or elaborating further on a previous topic. So apparently the test is that you can choose to have a comfortable silence to allow a pause to happen as opposed to doing the word vomit thing where you're just trying to make the silence go away.
3: Okay. So then again, that is, uh, you would think it would be for an older, more experienced candidate as opposed to someone walking in out of right, college. So someone or, who's
6: 25 years old isn't going to be able to manage that, right?
3: Someone who has a little confidence in their skill set and their ability and can relax, right? I mean, I get that as well.
6: Right. Okay. Very here's difficult. another one the sitting and waiting. Okay. Mm -hmm. This interviewer makes candidates for this particular position sit and wait for a considerable length of time before the interview begins. Mm. And here is what he's specifically looking for. He says, I want to see, he said, if someone can remain calm and unfocused and not absorbed in their phone.
3: Mm, That's really good too. Okay. So that's new, right? Because what's your first reaction? You're going to sit, and, you know, if you're bored or whatever, you're, you're going to pull your phone out. Right. For a lot of people. And,
6: and apparently a lot that, of is people. Some, that is something that this particular supervisor does not like. Mm. Right. Okay. Here's another one. Have you heard about the pen drop? No. Okay. So partway through the interview, while you're in mid-conversation, the hiring person intentionally, but, act you know, quote, unquote, accidentally, drops her pen on the floor between her and the interviewer. If the interviewee instinctively bends down to pick up the pen, she says, they pass the quote-unquote jerk test, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, her contention is that a lot of people prepare well and could put up a charming front, but how they react instinctively when the opportunity to help someone or be kind presents itself is what is really telling.
3: Okay, I get that too. But at the same time, again, a younger person might think, by me doing that quickly, you know, I'm invading that person's, my superior space, mm-hmm. so I just better leave it alone.
5: Also, you right, can't really but... do that with COVID.
3: Or what if the well, person's a behind point. a desk? What are you going to get up behind it? The... <laughs> Go behind the person's desk?
6: All of a sudden, you're like a creeper.
3: <laughs> exactly. What's going on back here? Hey, do you have candy back here?
6: Well, I just think it's interesting to see how people are are hiring for a particular position. And they want a person who has particular qualities. They're going to do these sorts of things to try to suss them out.
3: Right. right? Okay. So I'm not in HR, but I would imagine, and I, I would just imagine that, especially in today's day and age, you know, your candidate, you narrow it down to three candidates. You've got a good idea who your number one, two, and three are, right? And unless the person's a complete and total crazy person, you're going to lean towards that person.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, out of all of those tests, are there any that you really think, well, okay, that I I really, I can see that. Like, I could see if I was hiring somebody, I would use that.
3: Well, I wouldn't use the pen thing. Uh, I wouldn't use the phone thing. And I guess I'd be more inclined because the receptionist's uh, test is sort of like the waiter test. Mm -hmm. If you're a jerk to your waiter, then you're going to be a jerk a lot.
6: Yes, that is so true. That is exactly true.
3: So, but uh, again, my defense is, You're preoccupied and nervous about what's ahead. So you do look. okay. but
6: say you interview five people. They're all preoccupied. It's just going to depend on who handled that moment better.
3: Right. Okay. well, how how about this? Then what if you get the flip side where instead of the person, you know, sort of ignoring the receptionist, all of a sudden it's like Charlie friendly chatting the receptionist up and won't go away. I mean, then, then you gotta go. Well, then this I'll... guy's got a weird right. problem you as think, well.
6: well. I don't. I don't want to talk her.
3: <laughs> or you know, a little charm bot. Right, just settle down. Would you please go to your space and wait for your time?
6: The more I think about it, I like the pen. Uh, no, I think that tells you
3: something. Of course, it does. I like it, but it's only not. I mean, where you you're interviewing someone standing up?
6: Maybe. Or you're, or you're, you know, talking before you go back into an office or something like oh, that. Okay, all again, right, okay, yeah, it yeah. has to be, with COVID, it can't work because I'm, I'm not know, touching dropping your pen. my germy pen.
3: I'm going to kick it down the hall for you. <laughs> <laughs>
6: what if I drop my pen and someone squirts it with hand sanitizer? That's a
3: real plus. Oh, that's good. Yeah. While they take their mask off and Why? go, here's your pen.
6: <laughs> We're living in such miserable Here it is. <laughs>
3: of course we are. Oh my gosh. So I would imagine, right? I mean, this is... I'm sure all interviews now, job interviews are being done, you know, on Zoom, which brings up a whole other thing.
6: I don't know. I think it depends on what the circumstances and what the office, I mean, probably at this exact moment, because numbers are going up, that's the case. But I don't think that was the case two months ago.
3: Probably not. So imagine us having this conversation and, you know, your kids, right, our children are going in for the first interview and you're saying, it, all, all of a sudden you've got to say, be nice to the receptionist. Don't get on your phone, pick <laughs> up the pen and meanwhile, speak clearly. Don't be I able to, you're going to get like 50 things. The kid's going to be an absolute mess walking into the room. I know. Oh, God. God. Don't you
6: feel badly for our children?
3: I do. Truly life is very weird in this day and age.
6: All right. Coming up next, we're going to take a break. And then we're going to talk about churches that are pushing back against the restrictions that elected officials are imposing. Is it just reasonable or is it persecution? We'll talk about that next. The Ride Help.
1: Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but eh, their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The full-stack Software Development Program from Steve Wozniak, available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start, SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275, 866-711-6275, or SalemCareerHub.com.
3: We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days windows r us pittsburgh is no different when it comes to working around your home windows r us remains committed to the safety of you and your family for roofs gutters and downspouts siding and of course windows windows r us pittsburgh can answer the call with over 50 years of home remodeling experience windows r us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company and all work will be done in strict compliance with the government social distancing guidelines If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsorouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Ace
19: is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This Thanksgiving, think outside the oven and get Thanks Grilling with Ace. Get a new grill and choose from top brands like Traeger, Weber, and Big Green Egg to add even more flavor to your Thanksgiving turkeys, side dishes, and desserts. Plus, right now, get free assembly and delivery on all grills and accessories three ninety nine dollars and up. For the best help on the best grills, stop by your local Ace and get Thanks Grilling. Ace Rewards members only through December 24th. See participating stores for scheduling or exclusions.
4: This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you miss the Life & Legacy show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life & Legacy show.
3: Okay, so Ben Roethlisberger has to wear a mask as he uh, throws the ball downfield. Um, Imagine what, you know, the churches are going through right now. If the NFL is being forced to wear masks, then your pastor, your priest, your deacons, your elders, your worship team, if you are in worship, then apparently they're all wearing masks this Sunday as well. The deal is, though, that churches are now pushing back hard against coronavirus restrictions, and it's not just here in the United States. Religious leaders uh, in Europe and the U.S. are pushing back. This is an article in uh, today's Wall Street Journal. Protests in France and Britain, where bans on communal worship are now in place, have brought governments to the negotiating table with religious leaders. Also, the Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn, one of the largest in the United States, is appealing to the United States Supreme Court against numerical numbers on worship. Uh, they have said, they said this, quote, we have demonstrated by our action that places of worship and public worship can be made safe from COVID transmission. So say a group of British faith leaders to Prime Minister Boris Johnson earlier this month. Now, a study here in the United States by John Hopkins University researchers found that people who visited a house of worship three or more times in the previous two weeks reported coronavirus infections 16 times as often as those who have not visited. The study did not distinguish between visits to churches for worship or other purposes such as as meals. I don't know.
6: Oh, boy.
3: How do you, I mean.
6: Golly.
3: You can go to a high school football game, but you can't go to church?
6: Okay, well, the high school football game is outside. I get that. That's different. Um, And look how, I mean, look how... going to a high school football game, you can still only have like a smattering of people there.
3: That they are it's, spread out. Now it's listen. It's
6: incredibly small. It's incredibly small. A study small.
3: by Pew Research found that evangelical Protestants and Catholics more likely than any other U.S. Christians to favor reopening churches during the pandemic. Right? Which is good. Yeah, you want to be back in church. Of course you want to be anybody. back in
6: church for crying out loud. I don't know. Yeah. I, I really see both sides of this. But the side I come down on, John, is that if the government was closing only churches, then I think we would all have a right to say there's some kind of persecution going on government to faith community,
3: Yeah, which I but don't the believe fact
6: that everything is closing or has closed mm-hmm. or is restricted. And so are churches, then I, I just feel like this is part of being a good citizen. This is part of being, as my pastor says, faithful and responsible.
3: Yeah, I got no problem. Do you
6: think? Do you think I'm underplaying? No,
3: I don't think you're underplaying it. Here's I think just in all things with this, you you just just use common sense.
11: Yeah.
3: Right. How does it work in my life? What age am I? How safe do I feel? Am I using again best practices? Best practices. Is my mask up? Am I cool with that? Is everybody around me? Am I doing social distancing? And essentially, what you're saying as well in all those things. And I, am I honoring God, right? It's because it's not about politics. It's about me showing up in a sacred space and wanting to honor God with fellow believers, with Mm -hmm. my brothers and sisters in Christ. So am I going to get there and grumble and, you know, jerk around and be mad and angry and not wear my mask and, you know, impede on people's personal spaces? No, I'm there to worship. So I'm going to do whatever's asked of me in a humble way as possible. I think that's the best thing to do.
6: Okay, can I tell you a part of this though that does kind of get under my skin? Okay, go ahead. And I I've tried to uh publicly, especially on the show, talk about how much empathy I have for people who are in governing positions right now because it's so difficult to figure out how to do this. Yeah. However, I feel like most elected representatives have expressed very little contrition. When they've had to close churches and I feel like a little, and not, not only that they've expressed very little contrition when they've had to close restaurants and bars and whatever, too. I just, I feel like a little more empathy and kindness and a, an understanding tone when elected officials are talking about closures would go a long way.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> but again, would you want to be a politician?
6: No, I wouldn't. But but listen, there's got to be. I mean, instead of instead of just saying, "Okay, this is what we're going to do and this is how it's going to go," it would be nice to have a governor of a state say. I am so sorry that we have to do this, especially to you churches, because I recognize how important worshiping is to so many people who live in the state. But we're just trying to do this to try to be as responsible as possible. And as soon as we can reopen, we. Sure, sure. Wouldn't that be nice to hear an elected official have that attitude? Well,
3: I'm not saying that they haven't, though, they right? They haven't. <laughs> they haven't? I mean. Oh, no. Look, I'm no fan of, of the governor, but I, I, I do believe, you know, his tone has not been dictatorial. I mean, you know, as he speaks, the actions are a little over the top. And of course, you know, that whole team is, you know, a I think suspect. there's very
6: little compassion expressed. Yeah. I think we could use with some more,
3: I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, being an armchair quarterback on Monday morning. Right. I, I, I Don't put me in that position. I don't want to be that guy because it's, it's, it's historic, right? Mm-hmm. It's, unprecedented, as they would say, right? So
6: don't you we, hate that word? Yes, don't I do you never want to hear that again in your whole life.
3: But yeah, I mean, kindness, always kindness and humility, of course, always go a long, long way, right? I guess that's what you teach your kid when they show up for the first job interview <laughs> and <laughs> the Kindness pen. and humility in all things. And the phone. Yes. And the receptionist, mm, And I guess, get the pen. All right. All right. We'll take a break. Reset for the five o'clock hour. Hey, speaking of the pandemic and these unprecedented times. The doctor is in. Richard Zimmerman next on The Ride Home.
7: Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app, at wordfm.com. iHeart, in and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
20: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump has issued regulations that could lower the prices Americans pay for many prescription drugs. The administration's rule to tie what Medicare pays for prescription medications to the lowest price paid globally by advanced countries is termed the most favored nation's approach. It's been two and a half weeks since Election Day. President Trump has yet to concede the election to former Vice President Joe Biden. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany says there's a legitimate reason for the absence of the concession, namely a lot of question marks about the way some of the ballots have been counted in various states. The White House Coronavirus Task Force member and CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield said today he thinks the decision to close some schools has been based more on motion and not on the data, noting that high schools are simply not a source of the problem when it comes to COVID-19. This is SRN News.
19: Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous.
21: Gift-giving occurs year-round, whether for birthdays, holidays, or a special expression of thanks to your best clients and customers. Of course you want to show your love and gratitude, but you also want to give a gift that provides a positive image of you and your organization. Solaire Infrared Grills from BestHotGrill.com are both practical and unforgettable. Made in the USA, Solaire has a grill for most budgets, but more importantly, Solaire delivers the wow that everybody likes to receive in a gift. Impressive out of the box, and even more so in use, the Solaire Infrared Grills are the gift of value that will build relationships. With every great-tasting, juicy meal enjoyed from their Solaire, they'll think of you. Step up your gift-giving. Learn more about the amazing Solaire Infrared Grills at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. First
15: Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community.
8: The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people.
4: The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation.
8: The people
7: are amazing and truly love one another and Christ. And our pastor preaches the
20: gospel. I want everybody in the Pittsburgh to come and experience
3: First Presbyterian
0: Church of Pittsburgh in the heart of the city with the city in its heart. Are you in high school and thinking about your future or know someone who is? Consider Geneva College. Geneva is a Christian college that prepares students for meaningful service in the world. Geneva has over 145 majors and programs, 19 varsity sports, 100 study abroad programs, and lots of club activities. Geneva has scholarships and grants to make it affordable, too. Find out more yourself. You can visit Geneva in person or online. To find out more, go to geneva.edu slash visit. That's geneva.edu slash visit.
13: Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low 44. Cloudy tomorrow with a high 51. Tomorrow night, cloudy with occasional rain and drizzle late and a low 40. Considerable cloudiness on Sunday with a couple of showers and a high of 53. Monday, clouds giving way to some sun with a high of 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
20: Welcome to
2: another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem Pittsburgh studios.
3: And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, the sun is set on this Friday afternoon here in Western Pennsylvania. And uh, thanks for being with us as we finish up our week. We're excited. we got a good 5 o'clock hour for you. Always a pleasure that uh, that you're along for the ride. We don't take that for granted as all, at all. So many thanks uh, on this Friday afternoon. Kath, uh, how are things uh, in your spare room? Because we, we have been broadcasting, you and I, from our spare rooms since early April. Have we not?
6: Yes, we have, John. And I think I've seen you in person, what, twice? I Isn't think that twice. Of time?
3: Yeah. Twice, but we see each other.
6: We see each other on Zoom every day, though we're not um, broadcasting our images on Zoom currently uh, due to some technical issues.
3: Starting, I think, in two weeks or so.
6: Hopefully, and you're right. In two weeks' time, we'll be back at it uh, on Facebook Live for the Daily Show. But uh, at least get to see your face on Zoom.
3: Right. Okay. So, so one of the reasons, seen. you know, the main reason we're broadcasting is because we're in a in an airtight studio, essentially. I mean, it's soundproof. It is tight. We're, you know, we're so close to each other.
6: Bad and ventilation. Course,
3: yeah. So.
6: Sharing microphones. We kind of had sitting this. Sitting two feet apart. But other than that. <laughs> other
3: than what's that, the problem? Right. And I got a little bit of a tickle in my throat. So, you know. <laughs> so we're Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> How about that when you hear somebody cough do you get a little like a, hey what's going on over there right it's, right
6: if you if I'm ever around anybody yeah. I've been I've been quarantined in my house for almost 2 weeks look even
3: when my kid coughs now I go hey what's going on man you got a secret <laughs> right all right so when we struggled to decide what what we were doing um as the pandemic took hold we left our our studio in early April like I said and um I've been back several times to get mail you know, to, uh, get, you know, a ream of paper for my printer and whatnot. And, and I'm always kind of surprised to go back and open up my office because it looks, it looks like someone yelled boo. And I like ran out of there. All <laughs> right. Um, the good news was I took my plants home with me. I have many house plants in my office, which I love. So they're in another window here, another southerly window here at my house. But, I uh, I imagine that as real estate agents all across the country look at now their vacant properties because, you know, companies have gone out of business or they've decided, well, you know, with the pandemic, we're not going to re-sign our lease. We've decided right. to work from home. Now, whenever agents are showing new properties that are on the market, they're coming across Like my office, someone just yelled, boo, and I left a stack of papers behind. I've got some snacks in one of the drawers. I've got a bit of a mess. And this has become a thing for agents all across the country. You won't believe what realtors are finding in empty offices right now. So in this article that I'm reading at Fast Company, one of the real estate agents talks about going into a conference room and literally there was the remnants of a sheet cake left behind. Like it was someone's birthday what? and everyone like someone like yelled pandemic and then everybody <laughs> ran out of the building,
6: which seems but, a little crazy. But they thought somebody else was going to come back to clean it up.
3: I don't know. Okay. So this is interesting. So Mike is at the studio and now Mike, you know, we, for years, we knew our, our, um, our, our floor janitor, right? I mean, oh, yeah. would rotate. And so you'd get to, Hey, what's going on? Blah but, but, you know, checking in. Now, what what's that like? Are are janitors at the Seven Parkway Center, or has that diminished somewhat?
5: Um, it's diminished somewhat. In um, the, the janitors that I used to see months ago, uh, I don't understand. They're, okay. they're gone. They're gone. I, I don't. I've, I don't know if they decided to quit or their their hours are limited now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's now the the, the the janitors that I have seen throughout the day. They're fairly new, so mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe they maybe the older ones got replaced. Do janitors
6: but, come into the offices now or do you put your garbage outside?
5: Um, I put my garbage outside. They come in, they collect it. They all, of course they're wearing masks They're social distancing. Um, and I believe they come in on the weekends and vacuum the floors. Um, mm. Cause every okay. Monday that the floors are looking good. They're looking okay. great.
3: Interesting. Well, you know, I'm sure as, Can you imagine what downtown Pittsburgh is like or any other major metropolitan city? Or imagine New York City. City. Right. It's it's a ghost town. And so all those offices, all those places that are now vacant for various reasons, they're a mess. Mm -hmm. And agents are walking into really weird places and finding things that are, you know, probably kind of shocking, untoward, if not just downright dirty.
6: Okay. So if somebody walked into your office right now, John, you said it looks like somebody yelled Boo.
3: Well, I've with, straightened it up in those. You with, know, oh, interviews. have you?
6: I was going to say, yeah. is there anything in there that you're a little embarrassed
3: about? Well, one, one thing I always kind of strikes me when I do go uh-huh. back is like I took photographs down from the wall. Like think, I don't know what, I, I think I, I took a few images home with me, okay. you know, because I had like all, you know, I, stuff on the walls. So I took a few things down and they're like lying on my desk. Like I, well, I'm not like quite sure. It like there was sure. an earthquake? or like, I'm not quite sure what my reasoning like my emotional reasoning was behind that. I, I don't know why. Cause you know, if you're working in an office for any number of years, that's really essentially your home away from home.
6: Yeah, of course. So you've
3: got it. I mean, I had my office set up, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I had a snack drawer, you know, um, right. my office was not like yours. Now your office, Kaf, Um, I'm always impressed when you open, whenever I see you open like your office, you always have like your files in there, nice and neat. They're kind of mm-hmm. color coded me. Mm-hmm. I'm just whipping stuff in the drawer there, oh, you yeah. know?
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. I'm not concerned, as you said, about my files, mm-hmm. should someone wander into my office. Yeah. Uh, I'm not concerned about, you know, the stuff that I've left out on the desktop, if someone should walk into my mm-hmm. office. Yeah. However, oh, I do have several pairs of shoes that I hide underneath my desk, and I keep them in the back for certain Should certain needs arise, like if I am, if we end up and this happens several times, and you guys don't notice this, of course, because you're men, but if we're out doing like a photo shoot somewhere, Mm -hmm. we end up having to walk for blocks, Mm -hmm. okay, I am wearing high heels, and am incredibly miserable. Right, so you want your flats. You guys are all doing fine. So I have my nasty, ugly flats that I keep in the corner mm-hmm. that I always throw in my bag if we're going out to do something like that. Genius. Now, should someone look in that box? I will tell you, that is a very bad looking pair of shoes. And there are two of them in there.
3: All right. That's good to know. I, no, I never I thought about that. Yeah. I
6: feel vulnerable that I've shared this with both of you. Yeah.
3: All right. Do you,
12: uh,
5: so can, can I have on. your guys' permission? Yes. To, I, to go in there and clean? Just, just the dust bunnies, just the dust bunnies. Of course, Mike, please. not touching the shoes. I ain't touching this, but.
3: Why? Now, why are the dust bunnies bothering you?
5: It, yeah, it looks horrible. I walked
3: no, past No, I kind of like you know, it. No, Mike, Ew, I want you gross. to go in there. know, Mike, no. I, no. I, how could yeah, you like I give,
6: I give no. you the, I give you the key. You John. go in there and you clean it up. How could no, you No, no, like here's that?
3: what I, Mike, I, cause when I go back, I want to kind of like open up my time capsule.
5: Uh, okay.
6: Oh. Uh,
3: like, I've got like, I don't oh, care yeah. about
6: my time capsule. So you well, it doesn't it.
3: look like the inside of the Munster's house or something like that. in there, oh, it, might. It?
5: it
6: kind
3: of it can't does. be that bad. It can't be that bad.
5: I mean, there's it's some pretty, common, you know, in the corners and some dust mm-hmm. bunnies around. On your desk. I
3: have. I seriously, I, 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 there was one night early on, I was like, I wonder, do I have like Triscuits in a box? Or, or Listen, I did go comb- back
6: early in the pandemic and clean out my food drawer.
3: Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah.
6: Cause you know, I had a mouse last year.
3: Right, right in the office. In the office, which is so a very fun. ambitious mouse. Yeah, I wanted to
6: make sure that that he or she or a friend of his or hers was not coming back.
3: I'm. How does a mouse get six stories up? I don't know. In, in a in concrete my drawer, building,
6: making a mess.
3: I think that's really interesting. I I just love that you know that yeah, interesting fortitude. Because it of that wasn't mouse. you. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back um, when we do come back. Doctor Richard Zimmerman is going to be with us, and uh, Doc uh, is a guest of ours over these many months. Yeah, he works with the C D C and um, has a little insight. So I'm sure he's gonna address, you know, stealers and masks and uh, churches pushing alone. back. Yeah, all that. All right. It's the ride home with John and Kathy here on one oh one point five word fm. All right. Well, so uh, this time next week, right, Thanksgiving will have come and gone. And uh, Marsha here from the Springhouse, Marsh, you are leaning hard into this week.
16: <laughs> that is a really good way to say it, John.
3: <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> you leaning guys hard, holding it. Like... A... Yes. So you're you leaning guys hard, have been here in these crazy
16: weeks. Yes, oh, leaning yeah. hard into pumpkin pie. And you yes. guys have been here in these crazy weeks to seen me looking a little wild and woolly. <laughs> uh,
3: I've seen that look in your eye. You, you, you do have that feral cat look about you.
6: <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> All right, Marcia. So well. so, yeah, so if people are coming to the Spring House this weekend, what can they expect?
16: So this weekend, we'll have a little bit of everything out. So they are, you know, good to get some things and take it home, put it in the freezer, pull it out Thanksgiving morning. We have pumpkin rolls, pumpkin gobs, pumpkin cookies, all of our, all nine of our homemade kinds of cookies. Our salads are really yummy. And then, you know, we have a lot of people just coming in next week to pick up a fresh coconut cream pie, pumpkin pie, apple crumb pie, um, all those same things that I just talked about, plus homemade salads. And on the buffet on Tuesday and Wednesday, we'll also have turkey and stuffing and carving ham and hickory smoked ham potato pie homemade mashed potatoes all those things you might like to have for thanksgiving but you're only going to be just your little family now because things keep changing daily and so they're just cooking up a little bit for their family to still have thanksgiving meal without having to cook a whole big turkey
3: fabulous marcia just a little sidebar when this is all said and done do you just want to go home and eat a rice cake
16: (laughs) you got that right (laughs)
3: I mean, you're a master of the kitchen. Listen, Marcia, people want to call. What's the number to call? Because there's still time, right? Sure. Sure.
16: 724 228 3339. Or you can check us out online at springhousemarket.com.
3: Very nice. Hey, enjoy yourself, Marcia. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving.
16: Thanks.
7: 101.5 W O R D.
12: Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram.
21: It is likely, if you're not in a valley, that you're coming out of a valley or that you're going into a valley soon. Because there is no Christian who is immune from the dark shadows of life.
4: Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack
3: Graham. PowerPoint tonight at 930 on 101.5 W O R D. And now you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium My Pillows for his lowest prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium My Pillow for just $29.98. Originally, $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, Or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com. But by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon.
0: At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at edenchristianacademy.org.
3: The Hamlet who said, To mask or not to mask... That is the question. And oddly enough, weirdly so, it still haunts us. And I don't know why that is. We're going to go and talk to the doctor right now. Dr. Rick Zimmerman is with us. Dr. Zimmerman is a COVID-19 researcher collaborating with the Centers for Disease Control. He clinically tests, treats coronavirus patients, has decades plus experience as an infectious disease epidemiologist. Dr. Zimmerman, welcome back.
11: Oh, hey, it's good to be with you. Well, This is the best of times and the worst of times. (laughs) Uh, As we go into the literary (laughs) illusions, um, boy, when you look at what's happening in the county, it's grim news with a number of cases. You look at the hundreds of inpatients within, for instance, just UPMC Hospital, over 206 inpatients. Uh, 56 in the ICU, 30 on ventilators. It is bad locally. The state is bad, lots of the nation is bad. The cases in the region are at the highest point that they have been, Uh, lots of grim news just uh, positioned with vaccine hope. Uh, Today, the uh, vaccine from Pfizer and BioNTech going to the FDA for submission uh, for emergency use. So we have this mixed picture.
6: Wow. Okay, so let's talk first off about the spike in cases. I know the question on a lot of people's minds is, you know, so why is this happening? You know, I've heard a lot of elected officials say, well, if people were just more responsible, um, and I'm sure that's part of it, but also I see that there are a number, or then people say, well, you know, our government is such a disaster in America. That's why we're having the problem. But then I look at Europe, and I see that there are all sorts of countries all around the globe that are having a problem.
11: Well, this is an infectious virus, and we're all tired of having to mask and to social distance, and I think a lot of people don't yet understand how infectious disease dynamics work, and that makes it tough as well. So this is primarily a large droplet, and so people within your breath zone a yard or two are most at risk. But sometimes there's are small aerosolized that can go across the room, and there's are sometimes doorknobs. And so there is these three modes of transmission, and I think people forget about it. And particularly in the closed areas is when you can see the longer distance transmissions.
3: Okay, Rick, so I I read something the other day, of course, like, you know, like everybody you're reading along, that um, the most um, common place to pick up coronavirus uh, could be the supermarket. What do you think?
11: I think, boy, I wouldn't have thought the supermarket. I think it's places where people let down their guard and drop their masks and and are in close quarters. So I think of the lunch table at work because people – you know, 40% of people about are asymptomatic when they have coronavirus. And so you don't know. That's, you know, 4 in 10 people who get coronavirus, they don't know they have it. And they have a little nasal congestion, but they don't know it. And they still go to work. And that's how I think it, it really goes is asymptomatic people are little stuffy nose. Go to work, pass it, go to the, uh, if they're at restaurants or whatever, where people let their guard down to eat. I think that's the big one.
3: That's interesting. Four out of 10 people asymptomatic. That's kind of scary.
11: Yeah. And that's the reason it can go, because you don't know who it is. And if you let your guard down, boom. Could that happen in a supermarket? Could, but most of them are making people mask. So I don't think the guard is down as much.
6: All right. So talk to us about Thanksgiving. Um, This is really depressing, to be honest with you, Rick. Um, I know a lot of people are desperate for human contact, and yet this confronts us. What do you say about that?
11: Well, I think it's tough, and it's tough for every family. Let me just say the three levels of protection that I want people to think through to lessen their protection, and this could be at a church, this could be at a business, this could be at any, at your home. The first, and these come from federal guidance from general infection control, is environmental protections. And, for instance, in my clinical office, in my research office, we have HEPA filters. My church has put HEPA filters in their system. Those will remove from the air the viral particles. You can also wipe down doorknobs, the common touch. Second area is administrative controls. So in supermarkets, you have to go this way down the aisle, uh, not the other way. Those administrative controls of directing people so that there's less – bottlenecks and less people interacting in close those can make a real difference and then the third is personal protective equipment and that's masks multi-layer masks are better than single layer masks great fit around the nose is super i see so many um, masks that are worn more like uh, uh, something to cover the mouth and the nose is unexposed or Uh, poorly protected the nose is key that's the primary entrance place and um so nose and then mask extenders for people that have masks that are not fitting well if you get something that goes behind the head that will often tighten it up and get you a better fit but those things are the big um, protections as well as obviously hand washing
3: right okay so rick what about masks in in general mask hygiene i mean does, does a dirty mask matter or should you be washing that mask
11: uh, masks should be washed, and if you have a more expensive mask or one that you you uh, don't want to put in a washing machine, uh, you can go Google this on the Internet, but you can put – not with metal. <laughs> don't you don't have anybody to have a fire, but you can put uh, non-metal masks in, uh, over a um, bowl of water in the microwave, have the water steam up and – Uh, clean the mask that way and then those masks that are more fragile that you can't wash in a washing machine you can do that way. Interesting.
3: Okay, We're talking with Dr. Rick Zimmerman of course about COVID-19. Rick what about um, here it is Thanksgiving next week a lot of college kids are on the move I mean what you just said about four out of ten people asymptomatic what's it like for the family welcoming a college student back into the home?
11: Well, and this is, you know, this is your children, and you know, speaking as a parent, you want to see them, to so be very careful. Um, masks in the home, I think, are going to, should be considered by many of these families, and I know that seems unfriendly, but... Um, when you have loved ones to have a loved one go to the hospital because of Thanksgiving is also pretty unfriendly. And, you know, Lord forbid, but if someone were to perish or to have a serious illness with a long recovery, the last thing a child, you know, a college student wants to do is to end up with their parent going to the hospital. Um, And so, Masks, if people have not been tested and you know that there are negative masks in the house might be a good idea this year. I realize it's awkward, but we have to protect um, each other. And this year, we're just going to have to grin and bear it um, and work through masks even in the home.
6: Mm-hmm. Rick, I just finished uh, the the quarantine period. Actually, I didn't, but my daughter did, um, who tested positive for COVID and had to come home from college early for that reason. And, um, you know, this is not a clinical perspective. This is just like a personal home mom perspective. It was daunting to figure out how to do that inside the home. Um, And, you know, I had you as a resource and I had a lot of other people as resources. Talk to people who have found out that their mom or their kid has COVID. What what do you recommend?
11: Sure. Well, part of the reason I gave that is you've got to think about the environmental, you've got to get airflow going, as clean and filtered air, so maybe you have to crack a window and put on a sweater uh, because that will get airflow help. And I realize it's November, I also realize sweaters and jackets do help with warmth. Um, Wiping doorknobs, it's key. Maybe if you have the luxury of several bathrooms, that one bathroom is reserved for the person who is recovering for COVID or at high risk. Um, The administrative controls, you might have to eat at other sides of the room or eat at different times. But when you let down the guard, even in the home, that's a problem. And then masks, you know, high quality masks, even worn this holiday inside, I think is going to be key. If you've got people that aren't part of your normal um, family unit every month, If those people coming from college, I think they need to mask if, uh, in fact, maybe the parents and the whole family needs to mask to protect them.
3: Dr. Rick Zimmerman with us. Uh, Rick, Okay, so uh, as you joined us initially, you talked about the spike. I mean, uh, are we going to keep on going up, up, up Uh, at some point? Does this level off sooner rather than later? What, What do you think?
11: Well, my best guess at herd immunity levels to stop transmission is 60%. And my best guess of the Pittsburgh region of our current immunity is someplace between 5 and 10. So let's use 10. So 60 minus 10, 50, we got a long way to go before there's population protection. We could have lots more illness, and I think with indoors, Being occurring with the winter weather or the cooler weather, people are closed in, they're bunched up, and you let the guard down, it'll rip through the population. So we got to be really careful.
6: All right, Rick. So before you leave us, uh, give us a last word as to when you think. I mean, first of all, I see that these three vaccines the, the Pfizer, the moderna and I forget the third one that is coming out there they have different uh, prescriptions as far as how they have to be kept, how they can be delivered. Um, what does that mean for how quickly they could be distributed to the populace?
11: Well, I think healthcare workers are gonna the ones putting their lives on the line for other people are gonna get them first. I do think there are already enough doses for the healthcare workers. Um, the issue is getting FDA a licensure um cdc approval and then in that might be happening in, in december um uh, involved in a work group that's looking at that now and we are making the plans for rollout um, thinking and we're going to have vaccine in december for healthcare care workers um, so uh, we're <laughs> it's a lot to happen in a very short time period. Um, The bigger hospitals and bigger institutions will be likely using the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine a little easier can be used in smaller institutions and locales. But even the Pfizer vaccine for a a day can go to smaller locales, but it'll take a central delivery point. A lot of logistics, the health department and big health systems and big pharmacy chains will handle it.
3: I see. Okay, so good news, right? I mean, in all this pandemic horror, there is good news that the vaccine at least is somewhere on the horizon for us regular people. So, Rick, I mean, normal, whatever that will be in the future. uh, At what point? I mean, are we going to go back to the office? Are we going to go back in studio May, June, July, April? What do you think?
11: um, I think it's probably more like summer. And they have uptake, the availability of the vaccine the then they have to get produced licensed and out to people the availability of the vaccine and the uptake of the vaccine is going to be key and it, we're looking at these you know i'm uh, looking at them we're evaluating them and we get data uh, from each state of the st- each phase of licensure we will look at it and things it's hard to predict the future until i know how many doses are available until i know how the public will respond to taking it
6: All right, Rick. Well, we thank you so much for being with us. It's not always good news, but as you said, it is a good news, bad news day. Uh, We could be in this circumstance with no vaccine on the horizon, and we have uh, three working ones with perhaps some more in the pipeline, and so there is some to be thankful for. Thank you for sticking with us through all this, Rick.
11: All right. God bless you, and uh, wear the mask, be safe this holiday.
15: At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that when something belongs to you, you'll work to make it the best it can be. That's why every OMF employee is also an owner. From the factory to the sales floor to the delivery team, being an owner means that we take pride in all that we do. Each of our employee owners has a customer-first focus to provide not only a better mattress, but a better mattress shopping experience. Visit a location near you or go to originalmattress.com to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting
8: A Teenager,
5: Learning the Lingo
3: Hundo P, Hundo P, Adjective Short for being 100% sure or certain As in, if we get a puppy, I'll Hundo P always walk it
8: You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit adoptuskids.org, brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.
2: Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball Stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kinodick and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to your retirement blueprint with Accurate Solutions
3: Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Well, in person learning at most colleges across the country and at Grove City College here locally have just about ended, if not already. To survive this semester, it required a large measure of planning, good decision making, and flexibility on the part of the staff and the students. So, first and foremost, Because of low numbers, kudos to Grove City College for meeting in person from the beginning of the semester until now. That really says a lot about the excellence of Grove City College. Look, um, both Kath and I have kids there. We personally invested in this process. And Kath, although it wasn't perfect, it was a really good semester, wasn't it?
6: Yeah I, yeah, I can't tell you how many times my husband and I talked to our kids and said, you know, thank God that you are in a place where you can actually be in class in person. Now, look, there were all sorts of isolations and quarantines. And, you know, like every other college, the last month has been absolute craziness. I've just been grateful for the fact that, as you said, John, people there at Grove City have a strong enough um Uh, knowledge and appreciation of authority, and they're willing to be able to change things up if they have to at the last minute to just keep things going till the end of the semester. And I don't know, I've just been grateful for them the whole way through.
3: Now, of course, we don't know what next semester or fall of 21 is going to look like, but if you're looking for a quality education, Grove City College, gcc.edu.
7: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in, and on Radio.com, 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
13: Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low 44. Cloudy tomorrow with a high 51. Tomorrow night, cloudy with occasional rain and drizzle late and a low 40. Considerable cloudiness on Sunday with a couple of showers and a high of 53. Monday, clouds can way to some sun with a high of 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
3: Password management. That's a tricky one, isn't it?
6: I mean, Listen, it is so. Oh my gosh! It, it's more complicated every single day.
3: It does every I, single
6: website you go on, every single thing you buy, every single health record you have to access. Ugh.
3: Now, for a long time though, Kath, weren't you using a password management piece of software?
6: Yes, I still do that.
3: Oh, good. Okay. All right. Well, this is the opposite of that, okay. right? Okay. Um, password management so- uh, software company. They're called NordPass today published its list of the top 200 most common passwords of the year 2020.
6: Oh, okay.
3: Uh The top 10 are the uh, glaringly obvious ones that somehow people still use. Mike? (laughs) Well, the good news is that the password, password, moved up a spot to number (laughs) four.
6: Oh gosh! People are still <laughs>
3: using the password, huh? Passwords moved okay, up. Okay, all right. Okay, so uh, you know anyone who wants to make sure that they're protected, feel good oh, about God's that. Oh, that's good. Okay, so let me just go quickly. Go down. I'll go down the um, um, from uh, ten nine forward and uh, tell you how long it takes to crack the password and what it is and how many people are using that password here in the United States. Okay, okay? I'm ready. Okay, number nine is one two three four five six seven eight nine zero.
6: Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Who's still doing that?
3: Number of users in this country, uh, 550,000 people. Oh my uh, time to take to crack that password? Less than a second. Yeah. I might be able to crack that password. Okay. Number eight, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> uh-huh. time, to t- time to crack it? Less than a second. Number seven, one, two, three, one, two, three. Time to crack it? Less than a second. Number six, one, 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 one. Less than a second. Number five, one, two, three, four, five six, seven, eight.
6: Are you kidding me?
3: Less than a second. Ah, uh, the aforementioned number four, password. Password. Yep. Less than a second. Oh Here, this is the big news for the password this year. Somehow, number three is pitcher one. P-I-C-T-U-R-E-1.
6: Why? Brand That's new on the weird. list.
3: I don't know. Shockingly, it does not take less than a second. It takes three hours to crack that password. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two password, one two three four five six seven eight nine. Less than a second. And the number one password, one two three four five six
6: come on
3: congratulations more than four million people use that password here in the united states
6: people do not use that password do not do that
3: (laughs) one two three four five six all right passwords up next the week in review what we liked what we ate what hacked us off something that we thought of a conversation
6: oh and before we do that We almost forgot to talk about the contest going on. Oh, my goodness gracious. It closes out tonight at midnight. Listen, we're Thanksgiving food. We're in the middle of our 2020 Thanksgiving contest, and we want to hear from you. Look, if there's that dish that great aunt Sally used to make or that your cousin LaRonda makes and you're like, I don't know if I really like that, but it wouldn't be Thanksgiving without it. We want to hear what that recipe is. If you go to wordfm.com and click on the link that says weird Thanksgiving recipes, you'll see our pictures there. You can submit your recipe and this is what we're going to do. We're going to read through all the recipes tomorrow, and we're going to pick our top two favorites that I will prepare in my quarantine kitchen. After I have prepared them, I will sample, John will sample, and we will choose a grand prize winner. Very good. The the grand prize winner will be the recipient of a $100 Visa gift card, so we want you to do it. Find us right now at wordfm.com. 101.5
7: 101.5 WORD. God bless us,
4: everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for all of next year? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details.
3: To our Merry Christmas, God bless us. God, God bless us. Enter
4: the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes, brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash.
14: garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-555-88. 800-555-88. That's 800-555-88. Community tax. Who's your tax guy?
20: Connecting you with new customers.
19: Hi, this is Joe Belanti with JD Waterproofing at 1-800-Berry-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-Berry-DRY. That's 1-800-Berry-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. JD Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939.
6: I'm Dr. Baker. An ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away, by phone, online, or in person.
1: Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer.
4: It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was
3: everyone talking about this week? COVID.
4: Uh, COVID.
3: COVID. COVID, 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 COVID. COVID.
4: What was a conversation that made you think?
6: 410 on Tuesday. We welcomed our friend Sheridan Boise uh, live from the UK. He lives in Oxford and he has a new workout that's called Reflect. And listen, first of all, I love Sheridan. Second of all, I love his voice and his accent. But it made me think I just, you know, even though it seems like there's so much to think about right now, I'm not spending a lot of time reflecting. And I thought that that was a really good reminder.
3: Very good. Uh, Yesterday, Yesterday's show at uh, 4.15, Pastor Scott Sauls joined us, and he told the story uh, of a drunk guy who shows up at a prayer meeting, and the long-suffering wife is there. And how do people react? What does that look like? And in the conversation, he said, uh, who do you think Jesus is, and what does it mean to your life? And if you can think on and meditate on those questions, it'll certainly change how you see the world. And those are important questions to ask yourself often. who do you think Jesus is and what does it mean to your life Scott Sauls what did you eat?
6: I made stock today. stock yeah, I do that every couple months and then you know just freeze it so that That's I can smart. make soup later on. Mm-hmm. but you know it's such an easy thing to do. And it's like such a taste kick up from buying stock in a box or in a can. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've never had a chance to do it, just look up. It's just a simple recipe. It's just, you know, chicken bones or turkey bones and celery, carrots, onion, spice, you know, whatever you want to add to it. Mm-hmm. But it's just really simple. And yeah, Heat it up. I felt, I felt good about the fact that I got some stock going. I got, you know, soup ready for me tomorrow.
3: Very nice. Excellent. Um. Uh- Tuesday of this week we made an oldie but a goodie you know like you know you come across uh, cookbooks and we bought this little cookbook when we first got married I bet you maybe it's less than 40 pages seriously it's a it's a pasta cookbook Mm. Every pasta sauce in this cookbook we love wow we love and this is one of our favorites it's called olive and orange and it's about 30 Kalamata olives, chopped up, two oranges, you zest the oranges, then you cut the oranges in half, use a cup and a half of orange juice, along with garlic, fresh basil, butter, and you're good to go in a skillet. It's fabulous. I'm telling you, the taste of the Kalamata and the orange juice together with the basil in the middle, it's it's excellent. And it's real Mm -hmm. simple. What did you watch?
6: There's a show that is streaming on Prime Video called George Gently. It's a BBC production. And you know how I love those BBC productions. I mean, I am all about them. Uh, George Gently is played by Martin Shaw, who is a distinguished actor in Britain. And he plays George, who is a, I would say, a 60-ish police investigator in 1960 britain Mm -hmm. and lee ingleby plays his like 30 year old sergeant who is kind of trying to learn the ropes and martin shaw george gently is trying to come to grips with the changing of england and the whole world in the 1960s and the series goes on i think there's seven seasons but it goes right throughout the the decade of the 60s everything from hair to long hair to race relations to socialism mm. to you know discouragement and distrust with the military to labor unions i mean whatever it is there's a different subject in every single show it is so excellent mm. i mean the the acting is off the charts um, it's just the sets are terrific. It really gives you something to think about. Each episode is 90 minutes long, so check out George Gently.
3: George Gently on Netflix, you said.
6: It's on uh Amazon. Um,
3: on Prime. Okay, very nice. All right. Uh we, much to our delight, season four, The Crown. Oh. Okay. Season four, who shows up? Diana. Mm. And here's the deal. Prince Charles, he doesn't look real good at all. Uh Uh-oh. Because early on, even before she's married, Princess Diana, as a young woman, realizes there's three people in this relationship.
6: From the very beginning, she knew that?
3: Even before she said, I do. Oh. And she was in a box. Now, again, here's the thing with the crown. But this season, though, is different because so many people are alive who were part of Mm, that event witness the event but at its core it's still a work of fiction so it's not a biography as i'm watching it i go prince charles what the what the because he does not look good but i gotta remind myself there's an interpretation here Mm -hmm, and it is fiction but it's fabulous what what cracked you off
6: listen are we really gonna have football players wearing masks people I'm all in favor of wearing masks. I wear a mask. Listen, when my daughter had COVID for two weeks, I wore a mask in my own house. But really, do we have to have football players wearing masks?
3: All right. On Facebook, a friend of mine, I'm not sure. And then I wouldn't, and I never put up this meme. And then people responded. Boy, did it hack me off. Say what you will. The meme was this. Would you fly the American flag in your front yard? You don't want to read those responses because it will hack you off. People are jags. I mean, it just made me nutsoidal. That act. What
4: was the best news you heard this week?
6: I read an article in the New York post about Thomas Edelman. He's 49 years old. He lives in Germany through genealogy research. John, he discovered that his grandfather forcefully took over a Jewish family owned store during the Holocaust in Germany. Okay. Wow. Now the former owner, if we go back to world war II era, the former owner was forced to sell the shop under the anti-Semitic Nuremberg laws, which uh, barred Jews from, you know, the whole German economy, pretty much. So the family fled Germany for mm. Palestine in 1938, settled in Israel. He found fast forward to today. He found this out. And he decided he was going to find the family of that shop owner. So he discovered through a lot of ins and outs that there was one surviving granddaughter who lives in Israel. And he contacted her and he said this, I believe if my family supported the injustice your grandparents experienced, it is our duty to take this into account and take over responsibility, at least in getting in touch with you to listen and to learn, if nothing else. They developed a relationship. They said that the two of them meeting has been wonderful. She said it was such a good conversation when we finally talked. This is the young woman in Israel. Thomas wanted to hear how we've been. And I said, we were happy and we have had a good life. Wow. He could have let that go. Yeah. He could have said, oh, that was just ancient history, but he didn't. He reached out and tried to make restoration. I thought it was a great story.
3: That's fabulous. Um, I've been thinking about this and I'm not trying to be a kiss up. But I've been thinking about gratitude. And to be honest, every day, Kath, Mike, the three of us, we get to be here and we get to do that. That's the best news. I mean, it's not always easy, but I sure love it. And I love being out there and knowing people are out there. You're out there. It's really good. So I'm really grateful and thank you for that. That's the best news for me. And in closing, you two have anything meaningful for us? I was reading Acts this week. And I'm, I'm reading um, Acts 28, 11 through 16, and then a little later on, 30 through 30. This is essentially, you know, when I read this, this is a road trip, right? That Paul and, you know, they, they set sail. Can, let me just read a, three, a quick piece. Three months later, we set sail on a ship that had wintered at the island, an Alexandrian ship with the twin brothers. As its figurehead, we put in at Syracuse and stayed there for three days. Then we weighed anchor and came to Rengian. After one day there, a south wind sprang up, and on the second day, we came to Putli. There, we found believers were invited to stay with them for seven days. And so we came to Rome. The believers from there, when they heard us, came as far from the form of Appius and their three taverns to meet us. On seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. When he came into Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with the soldier who was guarding him. He lived there for two whole years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. That's a spark. That was the spark. Boom! Right? Christ is gone. He's died. He's ascended into heaven. And then Paul, for two years, boom, he lit that spark from that road trip. I love that.
6: I finally finished 1 Corinthians this week, and uh, there's one verse here that jumped out at me. It's at the very end in the 16th chapter. It says this, so simple. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. Be strong. Do everything in love.
4: And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review.
15: turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all natural, farm fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724 228 3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create. You will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm-fresh catering from the Springhouse. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this
4: community.
8: The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people.
4: The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming
6: congregation.
7: The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor
3: preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First
0: Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh in the heart of the city with the city in its heart.
3: Planning a vacation
15: can be a lot of fun, but preparing for retirement, not so much. It's confusing. That's where Kevin Bach can help. Showing you how to generate retirement income, how to choose a good Social Security claiming strategy, and how to help minimize your tax obligations. Call Kevin at 724-837-3553. Kevin Bach is not affiliated with the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Insurance and annuities offer through Kevin Bach, PA Insurance License Number 352896. Meeting new people, going on dates, (laughs) I was way out of practice.
14: Silver Singles made it easy for me to get back into dating, and it felt just right. Rediscover the magic of dating with Silver Singles, the exclusive community for singles over 50. Signing up was easy. I told them a little about me, my interests, and I started getting matches right away. At Silver Singles, you receive daily matches you won't want to miss. Start your search today at silversingles.com slash radio silversingles.com slash radio
13: when questions find you merrill edge self-directed investing has personalized tools and insights to help you find answers get started at Merrillledge.com withinreach slash within reach merrill lynch pierce fenner and smith incorporated
0: registered broker dealer member sipc studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn, challenge, and grow, where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers who partner with parents, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees while they last at wordfm.com
3: slash tuitions. If we have learned anything from your submissions to our weird Thanksgiving food contest, it is that a stick of butter makes everything better.
6: Can't right? tell you how many of these recipes have stick of butter?
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, seriously. Uh decon mouse repellent, stick of butter.
5: <laughs> I mean,
3: oh my god. Roofing right. shingles, stick of butter.
6: We are still looking for your weird Thanksgiving recipes. Our Thanksgiving contest is open until tonight at midnight. Tomorrow, Saturday is the day that we comb through every single recipe that's been submitted. We pick our top two recipes. And by recipes, I mean, it's that thing that's on your Thanksgiving table. That you think, well, that's kind of odd, but this it shows be- up. It wouldn't be Thanksgiving without that. That's right. the kind of recipe we're looking for. And if we pick the one of yours, the top two, I will make them in my quarantine kitchen. And after I've made them, John and I will sample them at a safe social distance and determine the winner. The winner, John, receives?
3: Yes, a $100 Visa gift card. And we may do ourselves a runner-up as well who also will receive a, um, a pleasant surprise. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. All right. And here's the thing too. Kath and I will, you know, we'll chide you, but we will not mock your, no. um, your recipe. No. This is not in poor taste, right? We're not going to be bad sports about this. This is just fun because you want to see what's on people's Thanksgiving table Listen. that shows up every November. I had no idea. And what is it? It's kind of weird, but I still love it. So we want to know that. All right. There is an email address, is there not? You can go to wordfm.com, but there's a direct email address.
6: Yes, go to wordfm.com. Click on the link at the top of the page. You'll see our pictures there. And if you uh, click on that link, you'll find all the information needed to submit your recipe to the right place. Remember, tonight by midnight, your recipe must be received. (laughs) Because I have to do my shopping over the weekend, people.
3: All right, okay, standing by. All right, always a pleasure. Thanks much for stopping by today. God willing, have a great weekend. Stay safe. Mask up.